testing for audio. Are you there, Matthew? Are you there, Matthew? Aye. 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 Well, this is the... Oh, sorry. Sorry to catch you unaware. Uh, this is our special intro. Our Super Bowl edition intro for the World of No Goats podcast. I'm your first goat, Connor. And in terms of being a goat, I am the goat at... <laughs> this is very sad. I don't know what I'm the goat at. Guys, any suggestions of what I'm the goat at? Bad pod being intros. Bald. Bad pod intros. Fantastic pod intros. You, you, you know, unique pod intros. You know, we don't want to actually talk about sport on this podcast. We just want to have a good, good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what we're doing then. What we're doing now? Well, what about you, Nick? What is uh, my humble co-host? Yeah. What are you the goat at? I am the goat at starting something, getting about 25% of the way through, and then leaving it alone for six months at a time to go and do something else. The Witcher 3 for brings to mind. For instance. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm the, I'm the goat at boiling the kettle and then sitting back down. And forgetting that you've boiled the kettle. And forgetting that I've boiled the kettle or not caring enough to get back up because I've sat down. The deed's been done. Yeah, and we discovered, it's taken priority. We discovered uh, this afternoon that Matthew is the goat and messaging every single one of his Facebook contacts <laughs> with phishing scams. Matt, yeah, Matthew's a, he's a fantastic fisher. I'm the yes. goat at password protection. Exactly. Are. What was that password anyway, yours, Matthew? I don't even remember. <laughs> ah, a likely story. Just ask the person who hacked me. They actually know it. Yeah, are you Are you the actual Matthew? Are you the Fisher Matthew? Otherworld my, Matthew. My robotic voice comes back from that recording earlier. So Matthew, what was in that video anyway? Apparently you. Apparently me, yeah. That's what it says. And that's what it said to everyone I've ever had on Facebook. Interesting. Interesting, Matthew. Hey, you never know. a lot of people in the video. Hey, that could be the start of a chat up line. <laughs> yeah, it could be as you see in the video oh sorry I got hacked anyway how's it going <laughs> it's, it's ingenious <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start we'll when I start using that Matthew give me that link again I'm going to jump on start <laughs> off by got a few ones I need to message Just start off by uh, by messaging a girl asking her for uh, her credit card information and then when she <laughs> oh, says sorry, no, I'll... you say oh my bad <laughs> and if she does send you a credit card information then well, there you go. Go away with it. Bob, you're you're done it. Yeah. Uh, so one one. That is actually a, that's a foolproof instructions on how to get arrested. Maybe probably don't follow. Whoa, 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 whoa! I mean, if you were to do it, then you know, don't don't don't, don't tell anyone where you got it. Yeah, don't, don't record it and put it on Spotify. This, <laughs> this is hacking done right. This is top hacks. We're professional <laughs> hackers. No, we are not. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, where's the Pentagon at? So over the weekend, <laughs> over the weekend, there were some truly monumental sporting events that happened. I was going to say, do you think if you sent that video to Donald Trump yeah. on Twitter, he'd oh, respond? 100%. Like, I'd be like, boom, I'm on. Absolutely. Like, straight away. And that, that's, this is the beauty of it. Like, he doesn't have Facebook anymore. 
So you need to find other ways. You got you got to send it to him. I mean, he's he's not going to be on a lot of his things. But I I am I am dead certain that if you mailed him a phishing scam that said, "Hey, lad, you need to fill out all this information and then post it back." Er, Donald, is this you in this video? Yeah. <laughs> he would he would look at that and he would he would fill it all out in fucking pen and then post it back to you. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, but Nick, no cap. It was a fantastic weekend. It was. Is that how the kids say it? They weekend. say no cap. Yeah, they, they do. Connor just became a, a youth they once say, again. They say no cap, and that means that you're, you're you don't have Captain America on your team because, as we know, Captain America is all about truth and justice. And the American Whereas Iron Man's a lying bastard. Whereas Iron Man is a lying piece of shit who would sell his own mother. <laughs> For a new pair of contact lenses. And Iron Man has Bucky on his side. He does. Oh, yes. Which, uh, as we've proven, is like the more elite. Even, even though that's Captain America. but it... oh, my, Captain America's knee-deep in Bucky every night. It's <laughs> oh, Captain America from Paisley. I mean, it could be. Is that, where, is that where Bucky's from? Paisley? I mean, Paisley is a place where Bucky is consumed. That is. Oh, uh, just anywhere north of like Newcastle. Yeah. Anywhere where there's like a twang in your accent, like a Celtic twang, Buckfast is heavily consumed. I mean, might even be responsible for the twang. Mm. Find out if you get rid of all of the Buckfast in Scotland, it just all sounds like those people. Just all sound normal. All of a sudden, everyone's understanding everyone else. You're thinking, what the fuck? Well, you, like, you've, like uh, I read this fact out to Nick earlier um, about how. About how once the pubs stopped closing in Scotland, uh, they qualify for the Euros and beat England at Twickenham. <laughs> it's all it took. That was actually mental. <laughs> anyway, you're right. It was a big sporting weekend. And we started off with the, the granddaddy of them all. Um, the Super Bowl uh, 5 Super Bowl Trophy V. Or L Super Bowl Trophy V, uh, which is meant to be fifty five, but very much looks like forty five. It, it's it's a really frustrating logo. It doesn't look like forty five. Yeah. It looks like fifty four. Looks like fifty four. Yeah. It looks like fifty four because they've done this dumb thing where they've made the they have put the trophy in between the letters. The trophy is shaped like another one of the letters and looks like you've just added in an I between your L and your V, which would make it Super Bowl fifty four. And what really frustrates me about this is they have in the past, I, I'm I'm pretty fucking sure about this, they've used the Super Bowl trophy to represent one of the letters in the number. A hundred percent they have. Ah, Nick, you know, Americans doing something daft. Why are they even using Roman numerals? I don't know, Matthew. Because they're descended <laughs> from the great Augustus himself. I, I don't the Augustus it. National is like straight from your boy. <laughs> the Augustus National. What even is the Augustus National? <laughs> Augusta. It's Augusta, is it not? And that's the golf course. <laughs> it is. It's a golf it course in Georgia. Where the Masters Ex- is played. Boom. I mean, like uh, Georgia loves Georgia loves being descended from all that Roman stuff. You know, there's like a one of their one of their campuses is called Athens, after all. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that not in Greece now? But okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean. You know, you're allowed to have different names, Matthew. Like if you go to if you go to New Hampshire, you can find yourself in Derry and Londonderry. I think he was meaning rather that Athens is not from Rome. 
Hmm. It's not Roman. Uh, That's well, my I mean, point. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> what are Romans? They're just Greeks. That's all it was. Fucking, <laughs> it's the Greek Empire, and then you had a big a city it's called mostly, Rome, and then one of your leaders. Italians. Yeah, no, but it's like all all Rome was was like a city in ancient Greek. Like people think, oh, the Romans were complete different things as the ancient Greeks, but there, it was just like them. A few thousand years, like a, about a thousand years later, and the capitals just moved to Rome, and that's what's controlling the empire now. I think there's some shoddy historical Man, I've like, that information coming over here. And then once Rome falls and the Catholics fucking nap it up, the Roman the Catholics empire, were in Rome before Rome fell. And that the, the <laughs> Romans became Catholic. I know, but then the Roman Empire became the Byzantine Empire, and then they moved back to Greece. The Byzantine Empire split from Rome. Yeah, because the Pope was all there and taking it up. Then it became like so the Italian, then it became the the Italy, and you got the Papal States. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, I'll check it all up on Wikipedia after. So, <laughs> what did you lads think of the Super Bowl? Overall. It was probably the most, like... It seemed like the most routine 31-9 I've ever seen. Like, it didn't seem like they had to do anything spectacular to win 31-9. It was just poor discipline from the Chiefs. i, I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think Chiefs showed great discipline getting their ass kicked. It was... No, so it, there was a lack of discipline. Did you think it was a good game of football? No. From the box, yes. It was not an they, enjoyable game of football. I think I think we usually define a good game as a game in which the two teams are relatively evenly matched and play out a, well, then no. a competitive fixture. This did not seem like that. Um, and fundamentally, it was it was kind of on one like it was one of the matchups just was broken. Like the matchups between the uh, the Chiefs' defense and the Patriots' offense was not that that like uneven um you know the chiefs defense got some stops they forced uh, some punts early in the game uh there was a punt later in the game as well they forced a couple of field field goal attempts so it wasn't like the the box offense was just running down the field and getting touchdown after touchdown on every single drive and they were performing well i mean after all they scored 30 points it's not always easy to do um, so they're performing well, but there was there was something going on there. You know, there was a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the other end of the ball, the Bucks defense were just taking the Chiefs' offense to the woodshed. Yeah, uh, you say it wasn't like the Bucks scored on every drive, but they they seemed to score on every important drive. Mm. They scored like, something. I'll on give you that a one. lot of I'll drives. give you that one. There's a lot of times when you felt like, oh, if they scored here, it would be bad. And they, and did. they did. And they did. Like they really, they, they really kicked the Chiefs in the dick. Yeah. There was only really one time where they kind of didn't score where they should have, and that was whenever Rojo shot the nest on the goal line. Yeah, the the the, the several goal line attempts uh, that were consecutively rebuffed. Oh man, I could have got my fat man touchdown, but one yeah. of the <laughs> fucking the, well, that Chiefs linebacker just had to ruin it. Yeah, like getting his hand up in there, oh, ruining, yeah. the, ruining the big boy's dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would have made my life if he had caught that. Oh, poor guy. Oh, trick plays. But no, there's also so the many, so many holding calls. Like it was. Yeah. Um, and once they start flagging that, you need to stop and sort of. I, I got to be honest. Ease off. I got to be honest with you, Matthew. I was not a, a big fan of how this game was officiated. 
Um, well, nor was I, but it was. It just kept happening. And- partly, partly because it was officiated completely differently to how all of the other playoff games so far had been officiated. Like yeah. there was, there was a sort of, there was a sort of uh, a sort of like more, uh, more uh, laid back, more laissez faire officiating that was going on in the games uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, especially in the in the Packers, um, in the Packers against the. <laughs> Um, against the Bucks, that game the officiating was very relaxed. There's a lot of times. Handsy game, that. Yeah, yeah, like stuff was happening. You're thinking, oh well, that could maybe have been pass interference. That could definitely have been holding. There's a lot of stuff that like did not really get called in that game. Whereas in this game, they just seemed to be eagle-eyed, waiting for any opportunity to to throw a flag, and they were they were very. Um, I think they were very trigger happy with their their flags in this game. Yeah. What do you think, Connor? Uh, well, the Bucks all the, the Bucks definitely had two pass interference calls mm. that were, they, well, they shouldn't have been pass interference based on the fact that they weren't catchable balls. Yeah. Well, the first one you could is that the one where there was one that was overthrown in the end zone. Ah, um, uh, that one where it was against Tyron Matthew that was never getting caught. So that I agree that one shouldn't have been. But the first one you can't account for the wide out laying out or like getting a few extra steps before he catches the ball. Well, no, the the reason Mike Evans uh, pulled a full on flop, like yeah, he felt himself think, getting clipped and then threw himself because he knew should, he wasn't going to get it. I think we should uh, we should bring in some uh, some of our our across the pond terminology here. Uh, Mike Evans dived. Let's be wanna, oh, yeah. I think he felt contact and went down. Which is how we define it. I think it was the full on Mo Salah, <laughs> like, like as soon as as soon as as soon as Mo Salah feels like the touch of a moth's uh, like tongue, it'll fucking it'll go flying. Yeah, that's that's what Mike Evans did, and he got himself a flag, and it worked, guys. Diving works. Diving, well, Do diving does work, and and actually, I think we should also highlight this is the second time in as many games that the Bucks have gotten a flag by diving. Well, the first one not, was a You will penalty. not convince me. You will not convince me that that holding call against the Packers on that crucial drive um, in the in their uh, the divisional championship was not also a dive. Like, was there contact? Sure. Was the guy like holding the thing? Oh, of course he was. Did the pl- the Bucks player proceed to uh, dramatically throw himself and dive? He fucking did. I, if he didn't do that, would the, the flag have been thrown? <laughs> Not at all. I don't think he would have seen it. For an obvious pass interference? I don't think it uh, amounted to enough to, to, to constitute Nick, he was holding his shirt. He was pulling it back. <laughs> Guys, shirts get pulled on every yeah, single and that's, game. It's a very obvious uh, interference. Oh, the game's about the end. Problem is when all you right, grab right, a shirt I'll that can stretch. It. Yank. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I I was not sold on that so play at all. Nick, Nick, Nick. Likewise. Like the way Nick views penalties is, do they help Brady? Yes. Bad calls. No. Does it go the other way? Fantastic call. That is not. That is not the case. Um, I just. I do not like the. Someone gets. Like, someone gets a machete out and shivs Brady. That is not. That is not rough on the passer there. That is bullshit. As long as he doesn't hit him in the head or legs, it's not which has never happened. But um, I am I'm not keen on diving, uh, making the transition over to the NFL. I don't think that this is a great addition to the sport, and I would not like to see it be adopted. And the fact that a Bucks player got a huge, 
huge penalty flag uh, off of a dive that gave them amazing field position and tons of yards was, I think, not a, a good thing. Yeah, well, the refs just need to call them right. Like, uh, like we feel about the or consistently wrong is that <laughs> yeah, you know, at this point we accept uh, people who embellish files because otherwise, if they don't go down the penalty box, they're yeah. not going to get the file. Well, which is a, which is fundamentally a refereeing problem because referees yeah. do not whistle fouls when players don't end up on the ground. Yeah, um, they which just, is hideous. Is this going to start happening in the NFL? I, I think it is. Because, like, you saw the one against the Packers. The ref, yeah. The ref was like, almost in tears having to throw a flag against the Packers at Lambo. <laughs> and that's why, that's why he took like five seconds. He, he took like five seconds before he actually threw it. This is where, where we see Connor's preferences show up. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Matt, Connor, does it help Rogers? No. Brilliant call. I mean, no. I'm, I, pre- I, I, am, I am very uh, open about my biases. Towards, this is true. towards We're one, not saying yard towards open. We're one just... Green Bay fudge pack or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Have you seen the, the news about Aaron Rodgers? He's engaged. He's shacked up. He's shacked up again. Oh. He is. Yeah. He's engaged. Is he not 58? Yeah, so yeah, he's in, he's in, he's engaged again, so he's gonna have another two year loveless relationship that won't where he won't sire any kids. Yeah. Because the man just the salmon isn't swimming upstream. All right, well, it is swimming upstream, sorry. At this point, I don't Jesus know how the Christ. analogy works. I'm not Alaskan. I mean, you know, all you, all we can say here is that at some point, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a wee blonde kid and, and some some lad's going to be looking through a big book that says, oh, something Rodgers, black of hair, black of hair, black of hair. Then we Rodgers' son, oh, he's blonde, isn't he? Oh, yeah, a straw. There's something happening there. And we Tarly, we Samuel Tarly's gonna figure out what oh, it is. Oh no, he'll, no, he'll, he'll, look, he'll look around one day, about 15 years later, goes, that kid looks a lot like Andomic and Sue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a bit of an easier one to I'm spot. But it doesn't take I would, him I would 15 years to realise that. You need as many brain cells to figure that one. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Uh, Rather be something like, oh, yeah, that's that that kid looks a whole lot like Matt Lafleur. Yeah. Except Jordan, all of a sudden Jordan loves the stepdad, and he's coming and replacing him. Yeah, which you love they say. Do you know? Do you know you're you're mentioning that very briefly on a tangent? Uh, the Formula One driver. On a tangent to the tangent. Formula One driver uh, Daniel Kvyat. He had a he had a uh, a little baby girl. Um, I think this was not this past season, but the season before. He had a little baby girl with his with his girl, then girlfriend. Um, she and him have since uh, split. They're no longer together. Uh, and the uh, woman in question, who's uh, the mother of his uh, of his child, is now dating none other than one Max Verstappen. Who is, who is the person who took Danny Kvyat's job? That's, that is horrible. That's, he's, t- he's making his way around everything and, and just taking rough. everything yeah, off. And he's, and he's also like, you know, like four years younger than him or something like that. Mm. And better than him at racing. It's, um, 
it hurts. It's, it's, there's no other way to put that. It's, and it's my just, feelings are hurt by that's that. It's painful. <laughs> and you just kind of have to think, like, could you, could you not, lad? Did you, did you have to? Sometimes you just got to be a chad. Well. Like for stabbing. Yeah, you think yeah. so? Of course. So I mean, there's a, there's a reason all of Indomic and Sue's kids who aren't look like Indomic and Sue. Yeah. I mean, no one's no one's fucking with that, man. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, they, there's one more. Uh, there's one more um, like big decision moment in the game that we need to we need to talk about, and this is because it uh, it specifically affected me, and mm. that is the Tom Brady interception by yeah. Tyron Matthew, which was then called yeah. off for a ridiculous pass interference flag. No, no, it was holding. Oh, it was a hold, was it not? No, it was a hold. It was either holding or pass interference. It was one of the two. Yeah, it was uh, holding on Mike Evans. It was very because it was before penalty. the ball was released. But oh, it's very, God. very ticky tacky. I mean, next year and on an interception thing, Tom Brady's an absolute bomb. No, I was, was Leonard Fournette is the real. It was Leonard Fournette knocked it in the. I, I don't. Matthews I don't hand. care. I don't care about why the interception happened. Fournette had Fournette had the same bet on. What I care about is that I, is that I had <laughs> is that I had money on there being an interception, and that being wiped off the board uh, cost me a few bob, and I wasn't pleased about it. Especially since the the flag then was just so suspect. Yeah, I didn't like. Are the Chiefs it. had interceptions? Did they not? Like, did they not count towards the bet? Or? No, 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 it was, no, a, it was a, it was a box box interception. All right, you should have. Well, Nick, you got a bet on a guarantee, and that's a playoff length. Sorry, sorry, Lombardi Lenny. Lombardi Lenny. Touchdown and yards over. <laughs> we all knew that was happening. Uh, it, it was a real uh, football guy game. Like they're going to look at it was. at the end of it goes, football's won in the trenches. Defense yeah. wins championships. Establish the run. Tony Dungy was just asphyxiating himself while jerking off in the corner during that game. All the those happened. Time. And you know when the Chiefs offense was at its best? Uh, when they, they were running. When they ran the ball. I mean, ran I, the ball I twice, say, got most of the way downfield, and then fuck off. Best was when Mahomes um, had options to go to Hilaire or to run the ball himself. What's the thing? They never did. So that's why, like, they, they started the, the second half yeah. with some good runs. Yeah. And they actually got on the other half and they were doing well. Then, you know. And a conservative Andy Reid settled and kicked the field goal. Yeah. As you do. And immediately. Fair, Mahomes did have that sore toe. <sighs> I do, I do think. It was an excuse. I'm taking the pass out of him. I do think this game could have been a, a lot more interesting if, uh, if those two flags, the. Uh, the uh, interception and then the pass interference uh, on uh, on the Mike Evans play. If those two flags don't go the Bucks way, that's a possession that they wouldn't have had when they scored a touchdown, and then a touchdown that they scored right before the end of the second quarter, where they probably wouldn't have had time to get all the way down the field without that, you know, that huge play. They would have just smashed them by lots. So I'd be, yeah, you're talking I about possibly wiping uh, ten or fourteen points off the board. Which then would have made the second half instead of being like a, a three-score game that the uh, that the Chiefs are desperately trying to claw back, it would have been a tight one-score game in the second half. Yeah, but then there was all. Yeah, but there the Bucks would, might have also tried in the fourth quarter. Yeah, there would have been like also some possessions where the Bucks got conservative because they were running down the clock. Oh, oh, they would have changed. Oh, sure, and for sure, but you still have, have you know you also have Tom Brady, and through that all things are possible. 
No, I'm not. I'm not saying that the the Bucks uh, would have played the game exactly the same. Uh, just that I would have liked to see it stay competitive uh, in the second half because the second half was really just us watching it. You know, watching things uh, come to an end. Oh yeah, it was all very sad. It was sad and hilarious. It was. Sometimes you like like. All right, Pat Mahomes is the dog's bollocks, and sometimes it's fun. They see him get wrecked, and yeah. they see him get swarmed. Like he was pressured on over fifty percent of attempts. Yeah, he only had four sacks. Yeah, Russell Wilson's looking at that and going, "What?" That's very confusing. Usually, I take like eighteen sacks on these plays. I will say, Mahomes was fairly lucky in that, in that he he made a couple of very risky um, throws off balance while he was in the process of getting sacked, and several of those uh, plays could have gone for interceptions, but didn't. He mm. was quite lucky in that regard. It could have uh, could have been worse than it was. Um, I gotta say, uh, watching that, especially in the second half. I felt at home as an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. I felt very at home watching that game, saying, like, what's going to happen now? What kind of interesting concepts are we going to go for on offense? Are oh, the QBs running for his life immediately? Oh, oh well, I guess guess offense is off the table. Let's see what he can do here. Is he going to get sacked? Oh, not this time. Oh, well, that's grand. Uh, Nick currently trying to boost up Carson Wentz's trade value I, for the I, Eagles. I do not really him care. I do not really care about Carson Wentz's trade value because it doesn't matter how many first-round picks you get for a guy if you then draft bozos from Walmart with your picks. Jalen's. what we keep doing. He's yeah. got to draft more Jalen's. Howie's house of Jalen's. Do you think... your name Jalen? Doesn't matter what the fuck you do in the field. Do you, think, do you think Giovanni would just air us? Don't know. He'd be too big for us. He'd just air us. Uh, I don't know if Matthew <laughs> knows who Giovanni is. I don't know who Giovanni is. Uh, he's he's the main muscle in the, in the is, sports is, world. He is a he is a Carson Wentz's biggest supporter. He's only about thirteen years old, and he already dreams of being the head coach of the Eagles uh, at a Super Bowl. And yeah, he he's he, he's got this stupid podcast. Where he gets all these celebrities and stars on it. Connor is, is slightly bitter about this, if you can't tell. Like, he also, like, obviously, I think I've read, because he has, like, a, he has a few uh, issues uh, physically. Medical, medical problems. Medical problems. Yeah. Uh, one of which, I'm sure I've read this wrong as well, is that he's always flexing. I, I, it feels like I he's flexing a, over me right now. I think his, his, his muscles are, are permanently tensed. So Connor's looking at that thinking this, this man is just, just constantly pumping the biceps, which I don't think is exactly how that works. I mean, if you, if let you, that be how it is. If you, listen, if you listen to him, he seems to protect Carson Wentz better than Jason Peters at this point. Ah, that's not hard to do. <laughs> Honestly, you, you could park a shopping trolley on the on the pitch and it would protect Carson Wentz better than Jason Peters. Ah, <laughs> uh, Veravia. They bring it back. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Tristan, every Tristan Wirfs. Every time Tristan Wirfs played amazing. Yeah, he's great. Highest graded player uh, by PFF in the Super Bowl, like the um, tied fourth or third highest player uh, hey, graded player that they've ever graded. Move, Bowl. move over. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Yeah, because here's your rookie of the year, Justin Wirfs. Yeah, he's yeah. given up one. He was he was given up one sack and he's put right in. He's been right very good. Oh, he's incre- he's incredible. Giants fans must be feeling real good about their. Uh, ah, 
Andrew Thomas is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like, I like literally, Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas was having a bad year until they sacked the O-line coach. Because the O-line coach was trying to teach him to do things completely different from what he was good at. Yeah. And that's just be just be a he's it was a traditional path like just pass blocker is probably the best pass blocker in the in his class. And then they're like, I'm gonna change everything about you. It's like learning a new position at that stage. Yeah, doesn't I'm going, work. You know how you're right-handed. I'm gonna teach you how to wipe your hole your left. Yeah. Just a mess. Just a mess. Do you know that's what uh, <laughs> that's what uh, happened with Ben Simmons? Ben, oh, yeah. ben Simmons was taught to shoot the uh, shoot the basketball with his left hand uh, because his I think it was either his dad or his coach when mm. he was uh, when he was uh, younger thought that it uh, it would give him like uh, like a more unique uh, a more unique thing that he, he he does on the court. Give him an edge. Yeah, give him an edge that like left-handed shooters are more difficult to guard or something like that. So they made him a left-handed shooter despite the fact that he is right-handed. Hey, he's dating the Kardashian. They did that with Tua as well. Tua Tagovailoa. Apparently yeah. his dad taped his right arm to his side yeah. so that he could only use his left arm to throw. Tua's dad seems like a grumpy individual. Like, do you remember the draft? There was no, yes. there was, <laughs> no there was no warmth in that household. No. I'm sure when he got like, it wasn't when Tua, the Kai house, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, I mean, there's, he, there's more. There was more. Uh, I'd say there's more hospitality in the Kai Beckton's father than there was in the entirety of Tua's family put together. <laughs> you know. yeah, that's just it's because his dad's a forklift truck. <laughs> his dad's my dad. Like, there's no biological aspect, but he's a. I say he's my dad. <laughs> I think he can just walk into any room and just lay claim to being everyone's dad. Oh man, imagine that boy's barbecues. He just he is the father. Oh yeah. fuck I. Oh, that's what I'm doing post COVID. It's going to meet Kai Beckton's dad's barbecues. Yeah, remember, get him to host the cookout. He's like, I don't know how to cook like oh lad. Look at you. You know your way you around. You know your way around the barbecue. <laughs> There's an old Eddie Murphy sketch where he's talking about his his uncle Gus would come to the cookout. And, be, and his dad be getting real pissed off from saying, Gus, what the fuck are you doing? This is as a as a beef burger, Gus went up cooking a brontosaurus burger. <laughs> and I imagine Mackay Beckton's dad, he, he is cooking a brontosaurus burger. Oh man, how quickly do we get off topic? Very fast. Like, this is this just is about as fast as Patrick this... Mahomes gets out of the pocket the other night. This is tough. Like I'm tr- like reining this in. Is quite tough. It was a beautiful. The box defense was a beautiful mix between. They were so locking down, uh, locking down, locking them down on coverage, and uh, putting pressure on them. Yeah. Like, like oh my god! Like Vitavia, so Vitavia, yeah. JPP, uh, Shaq Bart, and who's the other? So business suit. I'm going to sue you for defamation. That's what he says. <laughs> the entire courtroom goes sue along with him when he does it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were just all up in his face all night. There was one, speaking of Sue, where Sue just got a clean rush on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And just, it was, I don't think it was even a sack, but because the ball was away. Doesn't matter to Sue, he was going after that ass anyway. Yeah. And he was there to uh, just leave a mark. And I think that was the one time I saw him at full pace all day. Because yeah. <laughs> from then on out, he was taking it very easy on snaps. And Dara Kung Su, Ned, in an open field. 
basically, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the man is the he is the T Rex of the, the NFL, I find. Yeah. He's just the apex. He's got very short arms. Like uh, at this point, at the, all at, the power comes from his haunches. At, at this point, he does. He's he's like, he's he's lower bulk. He's like a big pear. <laughs> uh, you didn't hear anything, and Dominican. You didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like our like Aaron Donald at this point is like he, he's like a Spinosaurus or something or whatever other. Yeah. But Aaron Donald's the original, the original apex. Oh, no, sorry, uh, Dominican Sue. Dominican Sue, yeah. He's finally got a Super Bowl. <coughs> Fair play to him. It is nice. It is nice. To uh, see, whatever I kind of to see deserving players finally get a Super Bowl. You know, like Antonio Brown had to work all this time finally gets a Super Bowl, and Dominican Sue has to work all this time finally gets the Super Bowl. You know, and then and then and then you know Chris God and Mike Evans finally get a Super Bowl, and oh, oh yeah, and Lashawn McCoy, oh gets, yeah, gets another one. Oh yeah, plays no snaps, <laughs> doesn't matter. Back do you to know? Back. Do you know? Back to back, Blade baby. Gabbard gets his Super Bowl. Do you know that Shady? <laughs> do you know that Shady McCoy has the same amount of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees combined? He does. He really does. <laughs> what a anyway, defense. Fuck. Uh, Levante David is shooting right up my mm. linebacker rankings. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh my God. Everyone's creaming themselves over Devin White. <laughs> Fuck Devin I mean, Levante White. Levante David was right there. Fuck well. Devin White. <laughs> he is like, everyone going, oh, Devin White. He's, well, he's the best linebacker in the league now. He's not the best linebacker in his own team. <laughs> Levante David is so good. They, the entire, almost the entire game plan was you cover everyone, you spread every, everyone out. Yeah. And then you have. Levante David go one on one with Kelsey. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. He did dominate. Like Kelsey got over a hundred yards, but a lot of them were shite. Like it it was a lot of like um it was a lot of like mid midfield yards. Yeah, so Kelsey yards. Kelsey would get a lot of yards in drives that ultimately didn't amount to anything because the Bucks couldn't deliver in the end zone. Uh, the Bucks the the Chiefs could deliver in the end zone. Um the the, the frightening thing for us here, Connor, is that we now have to apologize to Matthew because Shaquille Barrett is actually very good. I, I acknowledge that Shaquille Barrett is a good pass rusher. We, it was whenever laughed, you said... We laughed Matthew was, out the park when he suggested Shaquille Barrett was his best edge rusher. Which he is right. He's not the best edge rusher. He's, he's not the think, best edge rusher. I do rusher. think I should have been laughed out. He's not the best edge rusher in his own team. That night, though, he frequently got to the QB and put pressure on. Like, and you said he can only get them unblocked, and then frequently just shed blocks all night. I don't know if you, because you were playing a left tackle. <laughs> like, it's, it, it wasn't that tough. It wasn't that hard. I don't know. I don't know what insurance salesman Pat Mahomes had uh, filling in for left and right tackle, but they were a shambles. And on top of that. The interior line were bombs as well. I'm just going to say is I hope that uh, I hope that Mahomes took out the Patrick Price on his own line because yeah, he's <laughs> one in the refund now. Oh man, uh, it was it was rough. But so, yeah, no Bucks defense as a whole came yeah. to play, dominated. They Todd dominated, Bowles, yeah. Todd Bowles, spunking in the enemy's face. Um, <laughs> definitely. Because um, here's here's the interesting thing about this. Yeah, like the the Bucks the Bucks uh, defense were absolutely the standout unit out of the four units that were on the field in this game. Um, they they performed the best. They had the least flaws. They made 
amazing plays all night from start to finish. Um, they just did not let the Chiefs' offense get comfortable at any point in the game. Um, and and really, I, I think the, the the victory is this is a defensive victory for for the Bucks as much as they uh, scored thirty points. This is a this is a strong defensive victory for them because they didn't get into a shootout with the Chiefs because the Chiefs couldn't fucking fire all night. They were they were just yeah. you know the gun was jammed from from start to finish. It's like Tom Brady was flawless. Yeah, but you know. He did enough to. Aside from he just had a game manager. Throwing the ball to Lenny and, and, and almost getting picked off. Which is always a bad idea to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was on him. Yeah. Um, here's, here's an interesting conversation that I, I, I saw brought up. Um, if, if, like some people think should be the case, the coaching hires were only allowed to be made after the season concludes and so after the Super Bowl. How in demand would Todd Bowles be as a head coaching candidate? Um, was he not a head coaching candidate? Was he not a head coach? Was he not somewhere at the Jets or something? He was. So he, he was at the Jets, and he wasn't he was, great. He he but he interviewed. I think he interviewed for the Eagles job. Um, he might have interviewed for for another. But the the whole idea that we decide all of the coaching positions while the playoffs are still running kind of it kind of means that if you're if you're still on a playoff team you need to be really 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 in demand mm. for a team to come and get you and wait all that time until the playoffs have concluded to start their their coaching search and then hire you mm. which means that um you you kind of wonder like guys like uh like Eric Bieniemy and Todd Bowles might have gotten hired already um if it were that you have to wait until the season's properly over Instead of guys like uh, Robert Sala or, or Arthur Smith, yeah, um, like Arthur Smith, for instance, might have not done so well in the coaching search if it was happening after the playoffs. Which is not to say he's a bad coach; you probably, probably do fine. Just that you know, shades. people might have looked at Todd Bowles and thought, Ooh. "Shades of Matt Patricia, Super Bowl Fifty Two, yeah, going the Lions after letting Nick Foles do whatever, yeah, yeah." And that's that's the thing as well. Like Frank Reich uh, getting hired after the Super Bowl. The only reason that happened is because uh, Josh McDaniels noped out at the last second. Sorry, there's a snake in the grass somewhere around here. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's it, that wouldn't have happened otherwise. He would have he would have still been on staff. Um, and and it, it just kind of makes you think. Kind of makes you think. And Nick Sirianni wouldn't be the head coach. Of the Eagles now. That's possible. You're welcome, Josh McDaniels. Or you're welcome, Eagles, says Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I was um, so nervous when they were interviewing Josh McDaniels. So nervous about that. Oh. He's a good he's a good offensive mind. Morals. 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 People like yeah, head coaches are like fist pumping. No, the or no GMs are fist pumping that they don't have to answer questions there about not hiring Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, because they're like, oh, thank God, <laughs> thank God, him and Andy Reid shat the nest in the Super Bowl. Because, all right, that's every play. Let's uh, let's let Matt or let's let Patrick drop back and figure it out and try and go deep. Oh, we can't go deep. All right, let's have an under root law. Don't have that. Patrick, you're under pressure and you got no one to throw to. Because no one's open. Just yeet the ball, just, Patrick. Yeah, just make something happen. And that was it. There was none. Uh, I don't know if, you know, 
the incident with uh, Andy Reid's uh, son might have been like affecting him. Karma, bad karma. I can't believe you just said car. That's it's <laughs> so oh offensive. My God. Oh my God. That was so random in the coverage as well. They're just like, oh, so we're watching uh, yeah. <laughs> we're watching the Chiefs box here and speaking of complete car crashes that you can't take your eyes off. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see if that girl's alive. She is fine. It's, uh, you better hope They so, wouldn't man. bring you, it up in the NFL so. coverage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, she was in intensive care. So you never know. Touch and go, touch and go, yeah. Touch and go. All like right. whenever, whenever Andy Reid has a son, do the coin, do the gods flip a coin? I mean, it seems like it seems more like they're on the roulette wheel with these odds. Um, uh, some fun. Oh, other than that, actually, good to see Bruce Arians finally, finally get a, a Super Bowl as well. And we can't, we can't. I know we talked a little bit about Tom Brady, but you can't understate the leap the Bucks took. Because Tom Brady, it's not just Tom Brady coming in and being a, a massive upgrade yeah. over Jameis Winston. It's the fact that everyone wants to play for Tom Brady and people want to yeah. come in. Yeah. Like Grant's back, great. And he was huge in the Super Bowl, two touchdown catches. Uh, he was their main offense. Like, um, he was their main offense with Leonard Fournette. Like, they, they're like, um, what's his name? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin combined for 40 yards. That's it. Well, Tom Brady like, only you didn't got need 200 them. total. Like, Antonio, they ran a lot too. Antonio Brown's the only, uh, the Bucks were the only team Antonio Brown was going to play for. Yeah. Because Tom Brady's there, catches a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Fair play. Uh, Leonard Fournette, cut by the cut by the Jags. Yeah. Over 100 yards in the Super Bowl. It's building a team just of, just of people who want to be around Tom. And like instilling, it's honestly it's instilling just the belief. Connor, do you think do you think they want to play for him because they like him and because he's a good player, or do you think they're after the spice menage? Spice, uh, the everlasting. They're after the spice. Dude, that's why Indama can see there. Know about the spice menage. Mm. <laughs> Matthew, have you, have you seen this South Park episode in question? <laughs> I have not seen it's a, South Park. it's a South Park episode called Third Burglars in which a series of people are trying to get a hold of Tom Brady's good good poops so they can steal his microbiome okay <laughs> as you can imagine it's fantastic I can, I can only imagine um, likely quite accurate yeah Tom Brady's existence makes everyone on the roster play better like it must just be his like just willpower and belief, uh, just unending yeah, belief. I mean, that he's they're going to win the Super Bowl. Play. Yeah, you, they're like you they're go, like you think if you have Tom Brady on your team, you're like, All right, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're speaking this into existence. Imagine how fucking nervous he must have been when Taylor Heineke almost undid all that good work. I mean, fucking Ryan Tannehill did it last year. No, I mean it happens. Nick Foles and Eli Manning Nick have Foles done and it. Eli Manning. Yeah. Ah, Tom Tom Brady invincible except when you pair him off against a goofy looking motherfucker from the NFC East. Mm. That's a pro- that was Taylor Heineke's problem. 
He wasn't. He didn't look like enough of a retard. He looked too accomplished. And <laughs> <laughs> one too many, one too many uh, uh, hairs that were not out of place. Like, they needed to bring in John Walford and his link, LinkedIn account. Yeah. Then. Yeah. That's what I could. I mean, if, if, Taylor, if Taylor Heineke had been uh, cracking dad jokes on the sidelines the entire game, then it might have helped. So while, if Tom Brady is the, the is like the tide that raises all ships. Yeah. Is like Aaron Rodgers just like one of those like vortexes that pulls everyone into a pit of depression and just can't get them over the hump? I, I mean, Aaron how did Rogers he get to that? Quite a good <laughs> like, why does like why why is Tom Brady going to his tenth Super Bowl and like Aaron Rodgers just keeps shitting the bed in the championship games? Just can't get over the line. Do the sure. players not believe in him like they do Tom Brady? You put Tom Brady on the Packers, they're in the Super Bowl. Yes, I do think just, that. Just, just I that, do agree with that, that random little thing in for, for no reason. No uh, reason at all. Other uh, fun things uh, uh, had Lombardi Lenny in there as well. Um, interesting. Uh, Box had a top five pick at running back, whereas the Chiefs only had a late first round pick. Was that the difference? I don't think so. Was that? I the think I think Celera played well. The Bucks were not the people who drafted. Lenny. How about this? Le'Veon Bell, one of the best running backs of the decade, yeah. didn't get one snap. He, Is that where been, the Chiefs went wrong? He hasn't really been playing all year, has he? He's played a bit. I, I haven't seen him play that much. I mean, he's not much not, though. He he's certainly really. not played more than uh, than Edward Celera. Doesn't seem like it. No, he's not been great. No, but I mean, he is still. He's not really been doing anything. He's for still a, a former all pro at running back. That's true. That's true. Wait, what's Andy Reid doing? Um, uh, biggest red, Bruce Arians, 95 year old mother. See, I don't even know how. Oh, I don't know how big she is as a woman. Like, she could have had like nine coats on yeah. because she is a 95 year old woman yeah. in the fucking winter. I don't care if it's Florida. She's you quite know, high up too. Like they have them high up in them stands. Like she was well above sea level. Um, it's also the the first time that Mahomes has been beaten by more than one, uh, one score. Yeah, yeah. Beaten by one score since Iowa State, and I believe Cliff Kingsbury was involved there, in some way. Was it not also one of the times he's been held? He hasn't scored a touchdown. Oh yeah, so it's the first time since. Uh, a little ditty back in uh, 2019. Yeah. One defensive genius, Matt Patricia. Defensive guru, Matt Patricia. Stopped uh, Mahomes from scoring a passing touchdown. Beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful day at the office. Um, it's also now, it's Patrick Mahomes' second uh, playoff defeat, both to Tom Brady. Yep. yep. Tom just needs to never play Mahomes in the playoffs again. And he is one. But the whole conversation at the end of it was the fact that if it was six two in terms of Super Bowls, maybe Mahomes would catch up. But seven to one in terms of Super Bowls, Mahomes now needs to win eight Super Bowls to be in the same vein as Brady. I, I think this is a silly conversation 
It's mental that they said that now, I agree, but that was Tony Romo was saying that. Tony Romo said a lot of dumb stuff on this on this coverage. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Tony was uh Tony was slinging some poopers out there. Um he, it was a couple of times when he was just going off talking about just random shit that did not make a lot of sense to me. And this was a big example, him starting to go, Oh, now it's 71. Like, Tony. This is not the discussion that people have been having about Patrick Mahomes is, oh, he's only got one Super Bowl. What a bum. <laughs> like, we, we can analyze Mahomes' performances in games outside of the context of how many trophies he has in a cabinet somewhere. And it as well, like, this is his third year in the league. Well, his third year playing. Mm. Yeah, uh, he's he's played three seasons now, and his 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 results over those three seasons that he's played have been AFC Championship game, Super Bowl winner, loss in the Super Bowl. No. What a bum! I'm bum. sure I'm sure what there's no loser. way he'll ever accomplish anything in this um, league now that he has lost well, the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. We'll we'll see. You'll have to see because once yeah. obviously he starts getting paid, then mm. it could be an issue. Once he started, like it actually starts counting against the cap. It depends. It depends if if they get into one of these situations like you do with Brady, where where you know you have players who are on contracts that are not their worth because they want to keep the team together or they want to keep the yeah because thing going. because your model ex or your model wife is making <laughs> more money than you, so you can chill. I mean, when you're making like you know twenty million a year, you can chill regardless. I think. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes is like a part owner of the Kansas City Royals. He is. So man, just you know, take one for the team. Stop being so greedy. <laughs> I think he has stopped being greedy. Like, is it not like five years before he actually starts getting proper money? I don't know. I've not read the contract. It's like Fuck the ten year contract thing, and he's the one saying that. You can read that. It's boring. Well, nobody. Exactly. But like, All right. Okay, I don't even think Mahomes read it. for years. Also, there's like a period of like 10 years where Tom Brady didn't win one Super Bowl. So, I but mean, someone, yeah, someone so was like, saying between, like 2005 between against the Eagles and then 2015 against the yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. Like, that's but it was, those were two Super Bowls, his third Super Bowl one, his fourth. Yeah. But between his third and his 10th Super Bowl, uh, Calvin Johnson has been drafted, retired, and entered the Hall of Fame. Yep, which is mad. Like it's um, set in terms of playoff wins. Uh, Tom Brady obviously is first. In second place is Joe Montana. Yeah, and since the age that Joe Montana retired till yeah. now, Tom Brady has now got more playoff wins than Joe Montana. Didn't Joe Montana retire decades and decades ago? No, I'm saying like at the age of thirty-seven. Oh, Montana retired, and then since Tom's been that age, he's got more playoff wins than Joe Montana in his entire career. Okay, it's just okay. more and more stupid facts for Tom Brady. Yeah, like a fan win. Okay, so uh, other news around the league. I did not take notes. The fucking Super Bowl happened. It did. did. <laughs> that was all Matthew, I noticed. That, uh, uh, Carson Wentz to the Bears. Maybe. Sometime. I don't know. Who knows? This week. Is that actually month? rumored Maybe or is that just someone you made up? Is it going to be a twist that goes to the 49ers? So it's... it's the, Ken the, Shanahan would hate Carson Wentz. All of, the, all of the rumors are Bears and Colts as the main 
the main contenders. Mm. The Bears, to me, is a weird one. Because, first of all, I'm not sure that you'd want to go to the Bears. They're kind of a weird team and kind of a weird place. Um, and they have they have both Trubisky and Foles hanging out, just chilling. Um, both of whom have been played and named the starter at different points of the season. Both of whom have dif- disappointed in different ways. And then somehow they still made the playoffs. And then it was just weird against the Saints. Um, so they're, they're an odd team. Um, reportedly, they don't like the the price that the Eagles have outlined for Carson Wentz, which yes, I guess that's just how trading works, isn't it? You know, I go to the shop and they and, and I say how much for this you know this uh, this brand new toaster, and they say it's this much, and I go, ah, oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it is a discussion that is ongoing. Apparently, the Colts are also involved. Uh, rumor would have it that the Colts have offered less than the Bears. Although you kind of think that if you're if you're a QB, you'd rather go to the Colts than the Bears for a number of reasons. Um, and then you've got kind of like the wildfires in here. What's happening with Washington? What's happening with the 49ers? What the fuck are Houston doing? Nobody has any idea. I don't think Houston have any idea what they're doing. Hey um, Carson, you like Jesus? He does. <laughs> he, he likes Jesus. That's enough for me. Here we go. Um, <laughs> the logistics of a Houston Carson Wentz trade are just hilarious. I oh, want. They're so funny, which is why we'll give you Jalen Hurts. Absolutely hilarious. Carson Wentz, our first round pick, and Giovanni. <laughs> <laughs> just for just for just Giovanni's just there as a sort of moral counterbalance to all of the bullshit that's been going yeah. on at Houston. Gio, you're a Texan now. You get to support. You get to support the Astros and the Rockets. Yeah. You can buy yourself a gun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you do with it, but I'm sure Texas. Could, could, you, could you not buy himself a gun in Philly? I have no idea. I'm sure he could acquire one. Probably could. They could get easily. one where they could buy one legally as a question. I'm sure Giovanni could source a gun if he needed to. Yes! Leicester scored a goal in the 94th minute and I won my bet. <laughs> yes. What did you want? Oh, I won like twelve pound. Nice. That's that's not bad. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's and this is like this is the this is all from uh, one fifty that I won on the NFL, uh, or not, or one on the NBA yesterday that I turned in like I doubled that by betting on Nick Kyrgios in the tennis, and now is it even called Nick? No, Kyrgios, and in the in the Australian Open, and now I have bet on Leicester. Fantastic. All right, sorry, uh, hand egg. I was just going to ask you, Connor, uh, what's what's more likely to win? 15 big, meaty English boys or one little prickly flower? Oh, is there this is a, a correct answer. Is, 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 is this revenge for the Battle of Bannockburn and the Massacre of Caledonia? <laughs> ah, yeah. sure, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. In in some, in some uh, long-standing way, this is just... Uh, uh, Comeuppance for the Highland clearances. Mm. Uh, it was uh, it was a fine day, a uh, fine day of rugby on uh, on uh, Saturday and Sunday, um, both days. 
We opened up with a game between France and uh, Italy. Uh, it was a dominant performance from France. Uh, 50 to Even 10. for against Italy, it was a dominant performance. Like it was. Yeah. Against Italy or not, I think that's the most points France have ever scored against Italy or have scored in recent memory. Like 50 is the most they've put up. It's a lot of points. Um, they they really comprehensively uh, took Italy to town. They did very well. They scored a lot of tries, made a lot of points. Um, defensively, one or two things that they can uh, tighten up uh, just in order to, to be a bit uh, cleaner going against the other teams. But just overall from France, fantastic performance. Teddy Thomas, amazing player. Uh, Antoine Dupont is probably the best at his position right now in the world. Um, just looks electric on the ball. Sure, he's no Tommy Yeah. Bow. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Bow ain't even a Tommy Bow. Tommy Bow leg now, you boy. Oof. No, yeah. But the, the fact that Dylan Cretton scored the first try made me happy. Yeah. I understand he's French and it's not pronounced Cretin, but it's still Cretin to me. Um, and, but this is a this is also a a French France team that's without Roma Intimac, who's one of our best players. Um, yep. And so, still doing the business, looking really strong, um, and at this point has to be one of the, the contenders for the title. I think. Um, oh, hundred uh, France are the contender for the title yeah, at the minute. It's favorite. Even though Italy was their opening game, that's it's still like Italy came under it fresh. It was a relatively young Italy side who, in the first ten minutes, yeah. actually looked quite good. Even they were a bit chaotic because they were offloading the ball every time they were touched. Yeah, but they were they looked chaotic and they looked quick. But France were just far, far, far better. That leads us on to the the second game: Scotland, England at Twickenham. And now this one has Great been the, this one has been the the um just the hump that Scotland can't get over for decades now. It's been thirty eight years. Thirty eight years. Yep, thirty eight yeah. years. Uh, since before I was even born, uh, that this this has not been a, a W in the column for Scotland. The Six uh, Nations had not even existed at this time. The last yeah, one it, at Twickenham. Yeah, it hadn't even been turned into the Six Nations yet. Um, so this it was really just a, a special day. Um, it was a really beautiful game. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's the hundred fiftieth anniversary of the of the fixture. Um, you know, for the Calcutta, the Calcutta Cup. Cup. Exactly yep. the Calcutta Cup, um, and this was just such a. Such a mature performance from Scotland. That um, is the most convincing one that is only a 5.1 I have ever seen in my life. They were just yeah. dominant in every way. Yeah, it was a five-point win with eight points left on the table from kicking. Uh, missed, I actually forgot missed that. missed try conversion, two missed uh, penalty kicks. So they, it, it could have been a 13-point game on a better kicking day, but I will not allow that to... Uh, to tarnish what was otherwise just an absolutely clinical performance from Scotland, who had over 70% possession of the ball. They were in England's 22 more often than not, um, and they were just they were taking it to them constantly. They didn't allow England any time on the ball. As soon as they lost possession, they were straight back to get it. Oh, their line speed was immense, and they're just... Yeah. Whoever they have playing at number 11 is basically just a, a ninth forward. He's a big, strong boy. I can't remember his name now, but he's a big, it. strong boy, quick runner. He's the boy who scored the try, actually, so I'll tell you now. He was oh, uh, the guy, Van der Merwe. Van der Merwe. Van der Merwe. He is amazing. Yeah. He's a big, big, fucking massive boy, and he's quick, and he's just a part. Like, I think there was five or six English players at one point took to take him down. He was, he was just great. Yeah. 
Fantastic team. I heard people compare Scotland to the All Blacks. At Did that point, because they were just popping, they were playing really exciting rugby. Like they were popping the ball off, they were tackling hard. They weren't. They were very. It was a tidy, tidy game. Like was, England didn't get a point in the second half. It was a very tidy game. Um, yeah, all, all of England's points came uh, late in the second half. Uh, they had a wee run of possession, and they were able to get some penalties that uh, that afforded them uh, those two kicks. But and we hate Owen Farrell still. We do. We do. Oh, but he's got a fun motion. <laughs> it's the fact that he scored <laughs> it just upsets me uh, but it was it wasn't quite the Owen Farrell meltdown that the game a few years ago was when it was like 38-38 yeah. uh, it wasn't that level of Owen Farrell just absolute meltdown what what is he doing but it was still he was uh, also shite the last time they played France yeah. which that's why I think France all won it because yeah. he just I know England won the game but Owen Farrell missed like four or five kicks that day he was shite you wondered you wondered whether um whether England would have been better served playing uh, Ford. Well, I think Ford came on, you see, because it's one he of the did. things where Ford comes on at 10 and Farrell can move into centre. He came on at the or end. Or move into 12. So. But, like, would they be better off just, just you know, swapping it around and having Ford play the majority of the game? Because I think Farrell might be a wee bit cooked. I don't know. It's, it's Farrell's captain at the moment, so I don't know if you want to yeah. take him off. It would be a real... Yeah, don't know. Ten's such a weird position, like which we'll get on to in the Ireland game. But ten's such a weird position. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so then uh, in in the closing stages of the game, again Scotland very dominant on possession. Um, in terms of penalty differential as well, just massive penalty differential. Um, England had something like ten more penalties than Scotland did over the course of the game. Um, it was very very lopsided. Uh, and this kind of like further allowed Scotland to to maintain a lot of possession because they weren't committing the errors England were committing and, and causing those turnovers. Um, and then at the end of the game, Scotland were up in England's twenty two near the line, um, and this this one frightened the ever loving hell out of me. Um, Stuart Hogg trying to go for a drop goal. Hi. Um, <laughs> please, no reason. <laughs> please don't do that. All you need to do is close out the game and get to the whistle. Please don't lose the ball trying to do dumb drop goals. Ah, mate, fuck it. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen, though. You might, I, you might accidentally... I understand, Nick. You might accidentally make rugby exciting. Connor doesn't have having more fun. <laughs> Connor, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, so then, and then on the on the Sunday, uh, we had oh. Ireland against Wales and Scotland. What were we your have impressions? plenty to say about Sunday. Connor, what do you think of Ireland-Wales? Um... In classic Ireland fashion, they know how to disappoint. Uh, basically, the game should have been over once they got a guy sent off. Yeah, and then they decide to really game. outplay Wales uh, for the or rest of the first of the half. Game. And they were just dominant. And then they must have, the Wales must have got in the locker room and goes, Oh, fuck, lads, we got an extra man. Oh, sorry. All right, let's go out and score a few tries. Even so, Wales it. were not even that. They had good spells in that second half. No, Wales aren't good. This is bad for both are not teams. Good. Ireland got a loss. It's, it's better for Ireland yeah. than it is for Wales. Like There's positives you take from the Irish camp. There's the there's also some positives you take from the Welsh camp. The, but like The positives for Ireland is that this game ended at 80 plus 5 or plus 6 or something like that on like the 13th phase of an Irish possession. Uh, yeah. in Welsh territory trying to get a try because you're only five points down when you spent almost the entire game with a man sent off. Mm. So I, I think that for Ireland, there's a lot of positives. You played a, a convincing game 
narrowly lost despite having one less man for almost the entire thing that shows that the side have got something and that if they don't commit you know silly fouls like that because because let's be honest like this the thing oh, was the fucking stupidity. Set, sent off for it was just it was just a dumb mistake it was it like, was just it's the chicken arm the way we in barnes described that yeah. i like that it was the chicken arm so his shoulder and as soon as you connect with the head you're off anyway but like yeah he also made no attempt to like rap so regardless he was going off never mind that in the head yeah but peter mahoney's done that before yeah it's the kind of it's thing that, like, first offense. It's, it's just discipline it's discipline and knowing yeah and knowing when not to to make just a uh, an attempt that you think oh well maybe if i if i'm lucky here this will go okay um just save it be smart about it don't do don't do dumb things like that because you're not you're not going to help your team in the long run don't be selfish don't be selfish um, I will say though this now we talked about this before I think we talked about this last Six Nations Connor I don't know if it was me and Mark and you were there you were also talking but currently Ireland's best option at 10 is still Johnny Sexton and he's that far ahead of the others he's a 35 year old that they can't afford not to play and this was proven to me even more when Bully Burns comes on and now you make he scores a penalty does it well but his first kick of the game he kicks straight out Oh, so that's that, was a the last, that was the last yeah. kick. That was fucking and then, hilarious. And then his last kick of the game, incredible. he just needs to find touch. And Ireland were winning every line out. Their mall was doing well, and they were completely fucking running over the Welsh team from the 80th minute on, and he kicks it dead. As a 10 in professional rugby, you need to find touch there. Like He was going for, for the corner of corners. He just needed to find near the five. That was silly as fuck. What what was exactly happened to um, to Johnny Sexton as well? Because he, he went off at some uh, point. Yeah, needy the head, it. so he had to go off for a HIA. Oh, that's, that's not yeah. nice. There was a lot of them in this game. Like uh, James Ryan was taken out. Some fell Williams on the Welsh team after a collision with Guy Ringrose was taken out. Other yeah. people taken out. Now, some people came back, but I will say like the... The whole game was a bit mental. Like there was a lot of them desperate kind of seatbelt tackles and nothing dangerous after O'Mahony, but there was kind of it was a bit scrappy at times because there was only the fourteen men. But I I would be worried if I was Wales going to play anyone else. Yeah, they've got Scotland. Uh, they've got Scotland this weekend. Um, and so- Scotland have been Scotland. Granted, coming off playing England and went off England, will need to get the head settled again. But yeah, they're the Wales haven't had the rest that Scotland have had and Scotland played significantly better than Wales did yeah it's it's worrying it's worrying for Wales' chances um, you, you don't think they're up to much currently and then both no. Ireland and England have have stumbled on the first hurdle which kind of yeah. does leave France in the driving seat uh, the big question mark I guess is left is, is what are Scotland going to do can they perform on this level consistently throughout the championship or throughout the tournament in which case they could have a convincing, you know, shot at the title, or or are they going to, uh, are they going to fall prey to you know indiscipline, um, you know injuries, anything like that that's going to kind of set them off and, and and prevent them from reaching their potential? Because I I would really love to see Scotland achieve something in Six Nations in general. Just, I do just, think Scotland I would will have a top see, two or three I would finish. love to see Scotland achieve. <laughs> Scotland have a top two or three finishing them they could win it obviously but this week will be the tale because it could come down to Scotland and France 
because Ireland are playing France this weekend and I I don't know if Ireland have to play really fucking well to beat France it's yeah. gonna no it's gonna come down to uh, rugby theory. in the final week losing to Italy ruining their grand slam <laughs> that's what's gonna happen your bold boy will come back from retirement and just dominate Parise big surge <laughs> big Sergio um I think Italy have, have got probably some of the most convincing talent that they've had in, in a long time. Oh, 100%. Oh, no. They're getting better. They, they're not there They also have yet. a lot to prove. Yeah, they're not there yet. Because the Autumn Internationals were entertaining and there was other European teams in Italy on it than put on a bigger show, like yeah. Georgia and the likes of them. They were, I, I still think... Italy have a lot to prove now. They, they, they have, although I, I, I do maintain the belief that if, if Georgia or, or Romania or any of the other teams that, that, are, yeah, that are big into rugby, if any of those teams came to play at the Six Nations, they would get boxed out the park um and i think italy would 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 also you know get get a, a w in the column uh if, if that happened can we just invite argentina I think the games are just closer we could, morning we could try it but they're busy playing south africa and the like so they're having a grand old yeah, time but, oh, we got argentina got a win against the all blacks not too long ago yes yeah i was surprised by that well argentina are a good side but it's still unbelievable stuff you really big up, big up to the Argentinians. They're also a bunch of racists. <laughs> What's that? Have we not heard about that? There was a bit of racism going on with the old Argentina. In Argentina? Wasn't it the the captain? Oh yes, actually. I'm yes. not sure what you're what you're going on about here. I'm not. See, this is the, this is where I I know. Like I just there's something at the back of my mind that I just like know something. Don't know what it's about, but I know it exists. It's like when I was in politics class. In upper sixth, and they were talking about how there's a lack of representation of women in the Supreme Court. And I was yeah. like, "Is there something called Nancy Pelosi or Soda Sonia Sonia Sotomayor?" Yeah. And I was like, "Boom!" Pulled out from the class. People are off. Like you're right, Connor. No idea who she was. She is a she's a Supreme Court justice. She's appointed by Obama, uh, in I think 2009. Maybe. See what I am fantastic. I just. Yeah. Just the 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 depths of my brain. <laughs> Connor's it's mind tough. palace. It's it may be cluttered, but there's a lot of shit on there. Working through things. And Connor's, like, Connor's mind palace is one of those uh, storage sheds that you go on bargain hunters for. <laughs> you just open up. He doesn't know what's going to be in there, but there's something good. It's very it's very deep and knowledgeable. It's just yeah. the door gets stuck sometimes. Yeah. It's a wee yeah. bit of rust. It's a bit of there's a bit of you need a bit of grease on that wheel. I need a goo. Uh, your door. It's it's shaping up to be a very good Six Nations. Well, the fact that it's week two and it's between Scotland and France currently is amazing. Yes, it's really nice. Um, but it France, should be France's tournament. It's France's yeah. time to want it again, uh, and and France did get the bonus point as well. Uh, Scotland only but scored so, the one See, try. that's another thing. Ireland and England got losing bonus points, and Wait. Wales and Scotland didn't get winning bonus points. So there will be a point where. Scotland and Wales will lose a game, or if France lose a game, that'll be the that'll be the decider. Then it'll come down to that. But yeah. the bonus think, points been introduced has yeah. made it more exciting, at least. I, th- I think, yeah, I, I I do like the bonus points. Um, I think it reflects more of uh, more of what's happened because let's be honest, France had the best win. Um, you know, I mean, they had the most the most dominant win, um, despite. I mean, the Scotland win was very convincing. But it was still it was a one score game. 
Uh, so, you know, England deserved to, to maybe get, you know, a, a wee little bonus point, even though they did lose. It was Scotland gave them that bonus point too, because even if any one of the three missed kicks goes over, England... Yeah. Oh, that well, no, sorry. Yeah, if the conversion went over, they weren't even all. Are bonus points done? I like bonus no. Points. It's it's a decent. It's like four. If you win and score more than four tries, you do sort of deserve a point. And if you lose but manage to keep it within a score, it's it's a close game. You're getting rewarded for either blowing them out of the I park or keeping it close. Case, like a point system in the NFL with bonus points would be really interesting. But uh, Nick, you don't want to confuse the Americans. Like a tie is no. a bit far as it is. Yeah, well, I mean, a tie is difficult already, enough. It's already hard enough for them. I mean, they're they're having to count on more than one, more than two hands. Mm. But uh, I think I think it could be fun. I think it could be fun. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Hamilton no. contract. Hamilton has finally got a contract. It took oh, a, yes, actually, it I just took, saw that. took a million a one years, year deal. but he's got a contract. It's uh, only a one-year deal. You can bet on him now at 2-5 to, to win. That is ridiculous. Yeah. He is already 2-5 to, to win a trophy next year. Yeah. It's insane. So if win you, the you whole know, thing or a trophy? Hasn't, the hasn't whole thing. even stepped foot in the car yet. You, so you bet £10,000. Yeah. You get 4000 back. <laughs> yeah. Investment. Stocks. I mean, do it. It's that a, is it's a, a safer deck. bet than like going on the stock market. <laughs> yeah. I mean, historically speaking, it is because if you if you're betting with those same odds over the past uh, what seven seasons, you'd have made your, your you'd have made a, a, a winning bet six out of those seven seasons. You'd have had a winning bet, mm. so you'd have lost ten thousand. You'd have made four thousand six times. Which means, Matthew, how much money would you have made? 24,000, Nicholas. And then minus that 10,000, you'd be 14,000 pounds in profit if you'd bet 10,000 on Hamilton win at 2 to 5 odds every year for the past seven years. And it wouldn't have been 2 to 5 odds every year because he wasn't like yeah. the, four, the 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7th yeah, time world champion. You would have made slightly more money than that. Uh, we're, we're deflating your, your profit slightly from this genius mega mind gambling strategy. So basically, if you bet, if you, it's, if you bet 2,500, yeah. you'll make 1,000. Yeah. It's also one of them things where if you have 2,500 to bet, you, you don't need it. <laughs> like, you, you, just throw it on for the crack. I mean, you're. You're saying like two thousand five hundred is a lot. It, it's quite it's a, not it a lot. It is a lot of money, Connor. It's t- to throw on a bet. Mm. <laughs> like think mm. of that relative to the bets you put on. You put on a one pound fifty bet. I know, but which this, is this thousands is of times smaller. That's that's, that's just for is a bit of dangerous ideas. That's just for a little bit of you know, <laughs> but assault on my dinner. We should wrap this, this conversation up before Connor this is puts the whole his savings on. I mean, Nick. Well, we do this as a three as a three man bet. We'll all put in a few grand, and we'll see how much we make. Yeah. <laughs> like all the mental cases on GameStop. This is where Lewis Hamilton like trips and bonks his head next week, and we're all done for. <laughs> All there was right. a point where he had COVID and was threatened with a one race ban and still won it. So, this is true. I think we'll be fine. This is true. He did. He did win despite getting COVID and, and missing race. All right. Anything else to talk about? Nah, I'm good. No. All right. Fuck off, everyone. Sixers are the best team in the NBA. All right. <laughs>